Hello, 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 and welcome to the first taste reading series on the Day Beautiful podcast feed. I'm Adam Vitkavich, and on this version of the podcast, I invite a writer to read from their debut book so readers can get a first taste of exactly what they're in for. If you like what you hear here, check us out on daybeautiful.net and on all social media at daybeautiful. Today's guest is a French-Chinese-American writer. She grew up between Provence, northern China, and Shanghai. She graduated from Yale University in 2015. She previously worked in foreign finance. And her debut novel, River East, River West, is out now. Please welcome Aubrey Lescure. Hey, Aub. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm so glad to be here, Adam. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. Uh, your book, River East, River West, um, was so moving. I, I really loved it. And I love Garth Greenwell's blurb on the cover of the arc I got. Uh, beautiful. Oh, makes us feel inexhaustible. Uh, oh, makes us feel the inexhaustible mystery of other lives and portrays to our powerless against the riptides of history, which I feel sort of explains what your book is about. I love Garth. So whenever he blurbs something, it's like, yes, must read. Um, but what is River East, River West from about from your perspective yeah so uh I, I love that garth blurb as well honestly a highlight of this whole entire book writing and publishing process uh river east river west is a work of literary fiction it's a social novel a family story and a coming of age tale all at once set entirely in china and it follows a biracial teenage girl called Alva, who's growing up in Shanghai around 2007, 2008. Um, and she has uh, lived in Shanghai her entire life with her American expat mom, who out of the blue marries their Chinese landlord, a businessman called Lu Feng. And uh, the alternating sections of the book are actually narrated by the Chinese stepfather, Lu Feng, going back to the 1980s when he was a shipping clerk in a northern Chinese city and meets a foreign woman on the beach who's part of the first wave of foreigners coming into China after the reform and opening era. And um, it's very much a story about the unknowability of of different generations um, experiences um, what we what a teenage girl like Alva maybe cannot know cannot perceive about her mother and Lu Fang's experience and a lot of it is about uh, migration and expatriation of uh, the impact of foreigners coming into China so uh, yeah that's a little bit of the background and I myself grew up mm -hmm. in Shanghai with uh, an expat mom um, and a Chinese dad so it is it is uh, based on my personal experiences somewhat. Definitely. Um, yeah, like I said, the book was really moving. I loved like the how you especially wrote the two timelines. I think, um, you know, it's it's not like wild to see that anymore. People are playing with time, but you just really made it feel natural in a way that I really appreciate it. Um, which part of the book will you be reading for us today? So I'll be reading from chapter two, so quite early on in the narrative, and we are following Alva mm -hmm. in 2007, Shanghai. Take it away. Great. All right. Here we go. Chapter two. 
The first street vendors were rolling out their tarts, setting up displays of plastic trinkets, fake handbags, crate after crate of bootleg movies. Alva nodded to the DVD man who raised a cigarette in silent salute. With My Chemical Romance blaring from her earbuds, Alva could almost forget she was walking to school at 7 a.m. on a Monday morning, away from the apartment she now shared with a strange man. Pirated CDs and DVDs were her lifeline to adolescence across the Pacific. Over the years, Alva had amassed a wealth of them, 10 yen discs she and her mother purchased in bundles from street vendors, iridescent soundtracks and tales of blonde cheerleaders and Upper East Side parties, loners and stoners in prom. She coiled her earpods and hid them in her pocket before she reached the gates of Mintz High Experimental School, where no electronics were allowed. She straightened her communist young pioneer's red kerchief and joined the swarm of kids in the same hideous yellow and green polka dot tracksuits. Alva silently cursed the sadistic uniform designer for the Shanghai public school system, this expert on neutering hormonal yearnings. For the same reason, hair could not hang loose on girls, lest the boys be distracted. A row of disciplined delegates lined the school entrance, ready to write up any student who exhibited the slightest deviation from the appearance rulebook. Alva slung dejectedly towards her classroom. She'd been nominated as a homework delegate this semester, a shit job. It meant turning a blind eye to the frenzied copying sweeping through the classroom at 7.43 a.m., collecting the booklets at 7.45 a.m., reporting any homework stragglers by 8 a.m., Alva's best friend in the class, Lee Sinway, was one of the few who enjoyed such duties. Lee Sinway wore a badge with three red stripes, meaning she was a school-level captain of the Communist Young Pioneers. Every morning, she helped Alva file through the rows and collect the booklets. Lee Sinway was already at her desk. Was it bad, bad? She asked after one look at Alva. He's moved in. To your mother's bedroom? Yeah, and there's pee on the toilet seat now. Please don't tell me that. And he wears long underwear around. Instead of turning up the heat, he says that's what they do in northern winters. Maybe he's trying to save money. They started filing through the rows. But he's rich, Ava said. Third strike this month, Zhang Xiao, Li Wei announced to a cowering girl. Then she shrugged at Alva. Well, he does own the place. He does, Alva sighed as she put an X over Zhang Xiao's name. They had come to the desk of Gao Xiaofan, a boy who was asleep every morning until one of them poked him with a pencil. Gao Xiaofan was the tallest boy in class and played basketball during lunch break. He returned with sweat matted hair and visible veins on his forearms. That made him the closest thing Min Tsai had to a jock. He hung out with rich boys who snuck game boys into school and were rumored to drink and get into fights. Alva knocked on Gao's desk right next to his head. His eyes opened, filmy. Homework, she said. Gaoxiaofan closed his eyes. Another strike, Li Xinwei said. You're hanging by next to nothing, Gaoxiaofan. He stayed slumped, ignoring them. His shoulders filled out the yellow and green uniform. When Li Xinwei wasn't looking, Alva quickly erased the X next to Gao's name. This was ninth grade and only three subjects mattered for the big test, Chinese, math, and English. The teachers made deals so that the day's art class turned into math practice, PE into English cram sessions, and geography into double Chinese. Today, they were reading Bazin's Starry Night about the author's journey at sea, the night silent and soft as he stared at the sky above. 
As they read aloud in unison, Alva closed her eyes and imagined being on the dark ocean, floating towards a greater world, away from the overcrowded classroom. During the last period, Ms. Song, who was also the homeroom teacher, walked in with a stack of graded history exams. She returned them by reading each score aloud. Alva got a 92. Four points had been deducted from a multiple choice question she'd been sure she'd gotten right. It read, why did the Japanese capitulate during World War II? A, the American atomic bombs. B, the threat of a Soviet land invasion. C, the relentless courage of the Chinese Communist Party. D, all of the above. Alva had diplomatically circled D, but Miss Song was now explaining the correct answer was C and C only. Alva sees through the rest of the class, snapping into alertness only when the bell rang and Miss Song held them for additional announcements. I want to thank Obe for reading on the first case reading series from River East, River West. You can find her on the internet at Obray Lescure and on Twitter at Obray Lescure and on Instagram at Obe Noisette. You can follow Day Beautiful at daybeautiful.net and on all social media at daybeautiful. And as always, I'm Adam. This is Day Beautiful and you're all beautiful. <laughs>